Hey listeners, this is your host Brian Almeida. I have a special announcement before we get started on this week's solo episode. I'm going to be offering a handful of my guests what I want to call a 15-minute discoverable call. Uh, this is just 15 minutes with me to discuss anything you want, uh, podcasting, something going on in your life, you know, facing vulnerability, whatever it might be. I'm going to include a link for my calendar in the show notes where you can book your 15-minute call, and I look forward to speaking with some of you soon. Thanks and take care. Welcome to The Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share inspiring stories and tips on facing vulnerability and the lessons we can use to help us be able to find success and fulfillment in our own lives. With each episode, we hope to impact one listener. And if anything you've heard has impacted you, we'd appreciate you sharing it on social. Thank you for listening. Now let's get vulnerable. This is episode three of Relatable Thursdays. Hey listeners, this is the third episode of Relatable Thursdays. I hope you guys are enjoying these solo episodes. I'm definitely enjoying doing them and I hope that you're finding the subjects relatable and that they're helping you in some shape or form. This week's episode, I'm going to be talking uh, about the vulnerability of marriage and relationships in general. Um, I think, you know, for me, if you've heard some of my previous solo episodes, this has been something that I've struggled with over the last few years. My relationship is definitely in a great place now. Um, but you know, over the 10 years, 11 years that we've been together, um, it hasn't always been like that. And so I just want to sort of get into a few different subjects in terms of marriage and relationships and things that have helped us get, you know, through the, the bumpy times, through the, through the times where things weren't also, uh, weren't so easy. So, I mean, the first thing I want to touch on is I think that a lot of us and a lot of the time we take relationships like marriages and, and you know, long-term relationships for granted in, in some shape or form. Um, we, we, we get comfortable and then we start to assume that that person is just going to be there for us no matter what. I definitely did that. I mean, when I was in some of the worst places uh, in my life in terms of like careers that I wasn't really loving and everything, I just, you know, would dump everything onto to my wife, Ashley, just sort of vent everything and, and wouldn't really take into consideration how she was feeling or what was going on in her life. And, and I just assumed, you know, that was just sort of I guess her job in a sense, it was just to sort of listen to what I had to say because she's my wife and she's got to be there for me. And, and I didn't really, like I said, take into consideration how she might be feeling. And I think that's something a lot of us do just because it's that person that's closest to us. It's the same thing that maybe you've heard people will say, you know, like that you, you, you get, I guess the angriest or whatever you want to, however you want to put it with the person that is closest to you, because you sort of know that they're not going to turn their cheek or, or run the other way or run away. You know, you, you'll, you'll be the most open or most vulnerable with that person because of the fact that they're there for you. And they're, they're that person that you rely on. But again, I think we got to be careful that, you know, we don't, we don't just assume that that's going to be there forever. I definitely did. And when my wife came to me and said, you know, she had thought about divorce, I was totally, you know, I, I was, I, I couldn't believe it. I was blown away. I was crushed. I was, you know, everything that you can think of, I felt bad just because I had no idea that I, I had taken advantage or, you know, just taken her for granted to that point where she even had to, to think about that. 
right? And so I think along with that, we don't necessarily realize how much work a relationship is because of the fact that we can get comfortable. We we don't put in the work at some point. At some point, we just get comfortable and figure, okay, well, this person said till death do, do us part and they're going to be there for the rest of our life. We don't think that we need to put work in anymore. We don't think about the rom- romance. We don't think about the spontaneity. We just sort of go on day by day and, and hope for the best. And I definitely got into that, and I think a lot of us do. I you know, as of recently, as of the last couple of years, I've definitely tried to, you know, put in a little more effort. Whether it's you know buying her flowers every once in a while, or writing her a letter, or whatever it might be, you know, you you and and it doesn't necessarily have to be things either. Even just having the conversations, asking her how she's feeling, what's going on in her life, taking an interest in what she wants to do aside from work or you know whatever it might be you got to put in the work consistently you can't just again get comfortable and be like okay this is this is good i i I love her she loves me you know we're good to go we're we're good to move forward And, and 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 you know like i said it doesn't have to be the things it can also just be communicating which is a huge thing I think in any relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a a spouse, whether it's family, I think communication is one of the keys of life that we're we're easily forgetting because of things like technology. We find it easier to send a text or an email than it is to have a conversation. And a lot of times, even conversations are just sort of very high level. It's, you know, uh, again, how was your day? How's work? How's your job? This and that. We're not really getting into the deep parts of conversation and speaking about the things that are close to our heart or, or what else is we're thinking about, what our dreams might be, what our goals might be. We just sort of have these very you know, general conversations and we don't take the time to really get in deep. And when my wife and I did that a couple of years ago, we put it all on the table. We, we told each other how we had felt, you know, whether it be, you know, recently or years before or whatever, we just put it out all on the table. And we talked about things like resentment. We talked about, you know, things, mistakes that were made and, and how they made each other feel and so on. We, we really got into it and we had that deep conversation and because of that one deep conversation, now we're able to do that more often because we're more willing to be open with the other person. We, we saw the uh, success is maybe not the right word, but we saw the benefits of doing that, that, that time that we decided to sit down for a few hours and just really get into it. And so now when we have conversations, we try and get just as deep because we know that if we leave things out or if we don't tell each other how we're feeling, that it can just lead to assumptions and thinking you know well what's going on here and are you you know am i doing something wrong whatever it might be and a lot of times those again are just assumptions they're things we're thinking in our own head because we're not willing to have that conversation with the other person to see what's really going on aside from having those deeper more open conversations i think something else that's important to remember is to sort of set expectations after that conversation like don't just have the conversation and then think because you had the conversation you can move forward and move on and and everything's going to be good from there just because you talked about it you have to set expectations for the future and understand what each person wants from each other moving forward you know if it's you know letting the person know what your schedule is going to look like if it's sharing your schedule sharing your calendar if it's you know um, making sure that you follow, like follow, not follow up, but like making sure that you give them a call if you're out and, you know, something's going to happen, you're going to be a little bit late, whatever the case is. You know, for me, it's, I was going out to a lot of networking events at, at one point in time and, and sometimes things would get 
passed me and, and time would keep just going and then all of a sudden you know it's pretty late and I haven't sort of given her a call to tell her what's going on or you know sometimes I would just send a text and that's really not good enough so again it's just it's setting those expectations of what you want things to look like moving forward so that you're not ending up in an argument in a couple of months because you know you you figured that you know now that you've talked about it each other you know what each other want you know what each other are looking for moving forward so uh, again, set those expectations so that the next time it won't be an argument, it'll just be a conversation about, hey, we talked about this, I thought this is what we, we agreed to, and then you can continue to have a new discussion and, and move forward from there. So communication to me is like the biggest thing, number one, like if you don't have good communication, I think that doesn't matter what else you do, whether you buy flowers, write letters, whatever else, it's not going to build the foundation that you need for a good relationship. So I would say communication is key. I think one thing that I also want to mention to too, and, and because I don't want to sound like I'm trying to be an expert here, but I mean, for me, this relationship that I'm in right now, my marriage with my wife, Ashley, is the longest relationship I've ever had. I mean, before her relationships were six months, maybe a year um, with her. I've been with her, like I said, for 11 years. We've been together uh, almost 10 years married. And, you know, it's, I've had to learn all this throughout this 10, 11 years. It's not like I had a lot of experience in relationships in the past. So, you know, you don't have to necessarily, you know, have three or four or five long-term relationships to learn this stuff. You can learn it with this one person like I have. You just have to be willing to do so. And and you have to make sure that that person's willing to to support you in that as well. I mean, she's had to put up with more crap than probably anybody else because she's been with me the longest. But that's why I married her, <laughs> because I could see right from the beginning when we started dating that she was somebody who who had a big heart and who cared. And and so for me, it was like it was a no brainer. You know, this is somebody who I can see has the values and the things that I want in somebody. And so when I decided to marry her, I knew it was the right choice. And and over the last 10 years, through the support that she's given me and everything, I've I've seen it over and over again that I that, you know, without a doubt, you know, marrying her was the best choice of my life. And again, it's just you, but you, you gotta, you gotta find that person and, and you don't necessarily have to get married just to sort of know that that person's going to be there for the rest of their life. And in a lot of ways, I think marriage is sort of a societal thing that we've been pushed into where it's like, this is the way that you show that you love somebody is by marrying them and signing a piece of paper and so on and so forth. But I digress. The, the point is, is like, you know, if you have the right person with you around you, you know, these things that I've talked about so far that I've learned, you can learn throughout a really throughout the relationship, you're not going to get it right the first day, the first week, the first first month, but you've got to constantly be willing to learn and adapt and try new things and make changes. It's that's, you know, you got to compromise, it's never going to be the same the, the way that your relationship started, you know, that honeymoon phase that people talk about is not necessarily going to be the way it's going to be for the entire time. So you, you've got to, again, learn to sort of shift with the times and and learn about each other because even you as individuals are going to change goals are going to change dreams are going to change a lot's going to change right and and that's another thing you know for me when i started chasing my dreams a few years ago i wasn't very open about it right away because i i didn't even really know what i was doing or what i wanted to do but i think it's important that we share our goals and our dreams with each other because 
if you don't have a clear idea of what your 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 significant other, your spouse, or your long term girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it might be, if you don't have an idea of what their goals and what their dreams are, then you're sort of doing it on your own, and that's going to build that resentment too, because they're going to be like, "Well, you're out here doing this and doing that, and what about me?" Whereas if you take an interest in what they're doing, you can find ways to help each other. You can find ways to support each other. You know, you it's not something you want to do alone either. I mean, entrepreneurship, a lot of people talk about it being a lonely game. Life can be a lonely game if you're just trying to chase all your dreams and goals by yourself. So I think it's important that you have an idea of what that the other person's dreams and goals are, not just solely focus on what your dreams are. Because again, you know, like I said, that can lead to places that you don't want your relationship to go like it did with mine a, a couple of years ago. Aside from just sharing your dreams and your goals with each other, I think it's also important to remember that you're individuals and that you have to work on yourself and make yourself better. Like if you're just sharing the goals, but you're not actually working on them, it doesn't mean a whole lot. And, you know, so I know in our, our relationship, my wife and I's relationship, that there was definitely points in time for myself and I think for her as well, where we knew we weren't being, you know, the best versions of ourselves and you tend to lean on that other person. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, it's up to you. Like you have to do that work on yourself. You have to work, want to make yourself better. And what I experienced at least was that, you know, through working on myself and getting, making myself better, you know, when my wife had the opportunity to sort of do the same, because I mean, to not to get into it too much, but when I got let go from my job a few years ago and went on unemployment, she really just had to carry the weight. And so she didn't have really the opportunity to do what I was doing. But once she did get the opportunity, I would like to think that her seeing me work on myself and better myself drove her to do the same when she had the opportunity. So, you know, again, it's not just about sharing the dreams and goals, but it's about realizing that you have to work on yourself you know, throughout the relationship. Uh, again, things are going to change, but if you're not willing to work on yourself, then you'll get stagnant and that's not going to make anything any better. And and to, to sort of, you know, finish off that thought, I think that, the, that we have to understand that, you know, love and the support for each other has to be unconditional. You can't have conditions set on love or even set, like, and I mean, I guess love, support of each other sort of comes with the love. But the, the point is, is it can't be conditional. You can't have conditions around it. You can't be like, well, if you make this amount of money, I'll love you. Or if you have this type of job, I'll love you. Like the, the relationship as a whole has to be unconditional. You have to be able to go through the good, the bad and the ugly and still want to be with that person no matter what for it to work. And I think that's really like, the 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 i guess best foundation you can build is having an unconditional amount of love and support for each other because again throughout all these changes throughout these things that are going to happen over time if there's a condition there that you're only going to love them based on this the second that that goes away then so does your love and then that's going to make your relationship that much harder and may lead to a split or a divorce or whatever it might be so I think it's important to understand that when you're getting into this marriage or long-term relationship, whatever it might be, that that it's not just a contract. It's not just, you know, if, if things stay this way, then I'm happy to be with you. You have to know that, that it's unconditional. You have to know that, like it says in your vows, till death do us part, through sickness, through health, through all these things, that, that that's the reality of it. There is going to be those ups and downs and there is going to be problems, but you have to be able to know that this person is the person that you want to be with. And no matter what, that's not going to change. Right. So 
you know, as again, guys, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be easy. You're going to have to constantly figure it out. I could probably do another three or four episodes on marriage and relationships because I know that things are going to change. I know that I'm still learning. I know that I'm still growing. I mean, just today, my wife and I had a conversation about the things that I'm doing with my podcast and with this and with that. And if we didn't have that conversation, I would just keep charging ahead and not really paying attention to what is going on, whether it's with myself, uh, you know, in my own life and with my time and my energy and everything. But also if that's affecting her and, and the time that I'm spending with her. So like I said, communication, number one, I think that's the key to a good relationship or a good marriage is communication. Aside from that, like all the other things that I talked about, they're definitely going to help and they're definitely going to be things that you want to focus on. But communication, I think, is the key to any good relationship or any good marriage. All right, guys, that's it for the third episode of Relatable Thursdays. Please let me know what you're thinking. Connect with me through social, leave some comments, leave a review, whatever you want to do. But, you know, I, I'd really like to know that these are definitely are helping you guys out because, like I said, as much as I enjoy them, I want to make sure that my listeners are enjoying them as well. All right, guys, take care and we'll see you again next Thursday. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and follow the podcast on Instagram at vulnerable.podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also follow me, Brian Almeida, by searching my name on all platforms. If the podcast has impacted you in any way, I would also greatly appreciate a review. Lastly, if you know anyone with a great story of going from struggle to success, I would love to have them on. Thank you and see you next week.